Welcome to Mother Up. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. This motherhood thing is hard, especially balancing being a mom while still trying to be you. We find it crazy that after only a six-week consult with your doc, you're basically hung out to dry and have to figure out this tiny human and this new version of you practically alone. There are so many demands for taking care of a baby, but taking care of yourself is essential and sometimes falls by the wayside. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. So you may be feeling down, but we're here to help you mother up because no one's tougher than a mother. We're using our firsthand experiences and our connections to experts across the country to bring you ways to feel confident, beautiful, and still vulnerable. And listen, we're new to the game, so we'll be learning right along with you. So pour that coffee. Or mimosa. We won't tell. It's time to to mother mother up. up. Happy birthday, Mr. President. (laughs) I think it has to be a a lot more breathy. "Ah." Well, I'm not trying to sleep with you. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Why? Actually, I, I got a thing going. I got a heterosexual thing going yeah, well, over that's here. True, that's true. But we have we have uh, slept together in the the cuddle. The, the we literally cuddle have zone very very, yes. very many times. Yeah, President's Day. So you're probably sitting at home right now wondering <laughs> why are my children home again <laughs> for a holiday that no one knows what it is. If you're in the dead of winter, dead if you're of from winter, the northeast, there's nothing to do. You can't go outside. So um, stick around to the end of the episode. We're going to tell you what it is, why it happens, and uh, some interesting facts about actually what people in history have tried to change it to and tried to make it. So um, just some fun facts about that. But uh, other little holidays in February here, we've been celebrating Valentine's Day. I, I think it can be looked at very differently from, from Yeah, you said little holiday. People. I feel like so many people oh, are like, what? <laughs> there was somebody the other day I heard, she was like, no, it's so depressing. I hate seeing people all googly-eyed over each other. It's so stupid, blah, 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 blah. I guess if that's how you look at it, I look at Valentine's Day as just like, oh, like a cute little holiday to tell everybody in your life that you love them. Like, you know, there's been this push for making it Galentine's Day and and uh, yeah. a whole thing with your friends. I think that's really cute. I think there's so much serious stuff in the world. If we can just have a day where it's like, let's just get each other flowers and candy and just try to just try to enjoy it for a minute. What is it like in your house? Are you and Eric big like Valentine people? Or let me put it this way. Were you when you were dating and did it change when you were married? I feel like whoever that was that was like, I hate Valentine's Day. Like that comes from a place of deep unhappiness. And it's like, I was like, that woman just went through a terrible divorce recently. Like that's what I heard. Yeah, (laughs) And like either you like it or you don't. And I think like that's on your partner to respect. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you married someone and they're like, Valentine's Day stinks. And it's like. Don't expect them to show up with a bouquet and like. No, but I think there's a deeper issue there where it's like, you're mean. Mm -hmm. Like you you need to have a deeper discussion about that because that's just mean. And like, are we bullying each other in marriage and relationships? Anyway, um, when we were dating, we were long distance for a majority of dating. Um, And even when we lived in Kansas City at the same time, he wasn't in town on Valentine's Day because the off season, he would be back in Florida and then go right to spring training. Like he usually would go like report date for baseball is right around Valentine's day. Um, so we would always have it out in 
Arizona because that's where he would have spring training actually for every team he was with, um, except the Red Sox, but we were there halfway through the season. But um, we would always go to Cafe Monarch. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. It's my absolute favorite restaurant in Scottsdale. It is so beautiful. They have like two locations. They kept moving across the street. So it used to be in one location. It was called the res- It's called the Reserve now. So it's a little bit more elevated than this, which is super elevated. But Cafe Monarch, if you ever get a chance to go to Arizona, it's beautiful. It's like a prefix menu, um, which sometimes like it was so funny. We got to be friends with the chef and then one of the Psalms there. I still keep in touch with him. We've, again, been going there for 10 yeah. years. And um, I would have to text the chef. He's so cool. The chef, the head chef is like 21 years old. Oh, wow. At this like basically like baby Michelin star restaurant. Like I, I don't think they have stars yet in Arizona. I'm not sure in, in Phoenix. Um, but it's like right there. And I would have to like message him and I'd be like, Hey, can you like slide another piece of like steak in there for my husband so that he's not hangry at the end of the night? (laughs) I don't know about Mark, but Eric typically airs on the side of hatred with Michelin star restaurants because he's hungry afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, Mark, Mark is not a big eater, honestly, for as tall and large as he is. He's, he's, is he a grazer? Like, is he like little things all day? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's not like but, a so. Like sit when down, you go out, meal. <laughs> but when you go out with the kids, you have to have like snacks for Mark. Yes, right. <laughs> I, I pack the the Gerber snacks for infant toddler. Eric loves the husband. yogis. Those like yogi, yeah, the yogurt ones drops. Yeah, yeah lo- he eat. I have to bring like a pack for him and a pack for Jack for the flight. But I do want to ask you, like, is there something? Because you and Mark have been together how long now? Seven years. Because Eric and I got together in 2015. I think you and Mark got together like. When we got back together, yeah, we'll have, or something we'll like have, that. So I think we'll we're like have to right tell about that the story same. one day because there was a breakup in each of our relationships, and it overlapped around the same time. And I went to visit you for like a girls' yes. weekend in Boston, and yeah, and it was funny. And we were both kind of like talking about them as like I don't know, like something's still kind of telling me that like I should be with them, but yes, da, 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 and here we are. Suckers. Okay, but seven <laughs> Valentine's Days later. Yeah. Is there like a specific thing Mark gets you every year? Because every year I would get a bear and flowers. Like Eric would go on yeah. and he'd just do like the bear flower combo, which is so cute. I do love flowers. I just think that like fresh flowers and like fresh bouquet in the house is like so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and there's a really good florist down here that he's been going to. Like for my birthday, he got a spectacular like tropical bouquet. So I'm actually, yeah, I I, I love, I love like the flower. So he, he's always good about doing that. And then he's actually really sweet. And like last year we had, um, my, we had the nanny for Sienna, the baby nurse, because I had just had Asher. I think my mom was here that day with us too. And there literally came like a delivery truck worth of flowers. And he had gotten individual bouquets for For all the girls, the women in the house, like one individual pink rose for Sienna. Like it was really sweet. He's really thoughtful. Uh, in that sense, but it's not like a big grand gesture type of holiday for us. Like we don't, I feel like we used to in the beginning and then we were like, bro, you just want like some flowers and some wine and just like sit on the couch and cuddle tonight. And like, that's it. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. For us. Like Eric and I got each other presents for our first mothers and father's days, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that needs to be a thing moving forward. Yeah. Like he got me Jack's birthstone bracelet for my first mother's day. Yeah. That but was pretty. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be like that. Let's talk about florists for a moment. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I am cursed by the gods of flower delivery. Like I will call a florist and I will send literal inspiration pictures. I'm like garden style, English garden, ranunculus. I want dahlias. I want like 
a hydrangea. Do not give me a thing of all hydrangeas. Uh-huh. I want no carnations. I want no baby's breath. I want anemones. I want garden roses. And I will get the ugliest, most embarrassing thing. And then I'll get a text from whoever I sent the flowers to. And they're like, oh my God, they're beautiful. And I am mortified. Mm. So I don't understand why it's so hard to send flowers. It is so hard. I don't know. I think I think there are... Hmm, how, how can I put this? Okay, so I think there's like... There's like your Acme's and then there's your like your Whole Foods and your Fresh Market and your organic like farmer's market. But I will go on Yelp and I will cross reference and I will look at their Yelp pictures and it's like, like I don't go through FTD or right under flowers. I will find the source and like talk to them at length. Yeah. I don't know. I can't help you there. Maybe somebody (laughs) somebody can. You're also so – like your eye for that stuff is like so – you're right. Like the person that you sent it to probably has no idea, but your eye for that is so – No, I get extra rashy. Yeah. You have have really a really good eye for like the – I don't know, but just like the the floral and the aesthetic and like how it should look. Um, But anyway, so hope everyone had a lovely (laughs) Valentine's Day. Hope you're not rashy like Casey is over flowers. Um. A really important topic (laughs) we wanted to talk about today. February is also um, heart month. And it's really important for women to know about their heart health and make sure that they stay healthy, especially as moms. You're probably pushing that heart to the brink a little bit mentally, emotionally, physically, the whole thing. So um, I wanted to bring up a couple facts that there are. Uh, This is from the American Heart Heart Association. They have their whole go red for women. I remember back in the corporate, my corporate days, we used to have to wear red on a certain Friday to, to really get the message out there. So it's all about heart attack and stroke symptoms because fact, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women causing one in three deaths each year. One in three, that's insanity. It's a third of our mothers, sisters, friends, neighbors, coworkers, and more. It's a third of the women that we can't bear to live without. Mm -hmm. I think that the market has been so cornered about breast cancer that the awareness for that is so large and there's such a push behind breast cancer. I remember when I first found out about, you know, a couple of years ago about heart disease being the number one killer of women, I was so surprised Mm -hmm. because I thought that it would have been breast cancer. But it and and I feel like there's that men are the ones that get heart attacks, or you hear that they died of a sudden heart attack, right. yes. way more often than you hear of from women. And I think that can be attributed to a few different things. I think, you know, anecdotally, men just wait longer to go to the doctor. So maybe yes. you know, women are in the hospital, are suffering with these diseases, are at home trying to manage them, and then they then they eventually pass. Whereas men, it's kind of like a bam, it happened because they're not going to the doctor. They're not getting their symptoms checked. They're not figuring out what's wrong with their body. Then stroke can also, so heart disease and stroke can affect women women at any age. So it's really important to know your risks and the signs and symptoms of it. Pregnancy, menopause, hormonal changes, it's all a part of it. So, you know, we talked about last episode. I think sometimes it's still weird that we're like in our 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. I'm, you know, myself 34 and I'm like, wait, I actually am a candidate for this now and need to be worried and need to like be aware of these symptoms because I still think of myself as being so young. But no, we are middle aged. Yes. <laughs> we are actually middle aged. No, we are. I saw like, like what's life expectancy now? It's like what, 77 or something yeah. for women? So, I mean, we're pretty close. 
we're pretty close to middle age. Yeah. So it's it's important. Like I consider middle age like 45. Like not even 40, but it, that's like not true. No, I consider middle age like 60s. No, I know it's not, like, but like that's in my head. Probably because I was considering those people to be middle aged when I was younger. Like no, I don't know. I don't consider that that's like that's like break your hip danger zone. <laughs> like that's like you know what I mean? Like you got <laughs> you gotta replace it or or risk risk breaking it. I just found something coronary artery disease, one in twenty adults age twenty and older mm. have it. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Like when do you see that figure? Like to your point, no, you think like one in 20 adults, 45 or older or 50 and older. Yeah. So the the time is now to really become aware of this stuff. I mean, we're not trying to scare you, but just obviously with all the risk factors of pregnancy, menopause and all the hormonal stuff Mm -hmm. as well, you know, you're, and that's kind of the beauty of some of this is that we are getting so much, so many physicals and workups during this period of our life. We are seeing a doctor more than we normally would, but you know, don't, don't even discount anything and just say, oh, that was a pregnancy symptom. You know, really follow up with your body. Um, cardiovascular disease kills more women than all forms of cancer combined. Which is insane. And yet 44% of women, only 44% of women recognize that cardiovascular disease is their greatest health threat. So again, that's why we're talking about it today. We're bringing it Here's to your other ears. Problem too, we're making though, you know it. Which you can talk to more having a a healthcare field background is the lack of communication between specialized doctors. Mm -hmm. So you have a gastro, you have an ENT, you have a neuro, you have a cardiologist, you have an OB. They're not talking to each other other than the front desk girl shipping your records to another office. Yeah. I also think the biggest thing is you have to, so my husband is says this all the time, you have to be an advocate in your own care. I think another falsehood that we, you know, learned when we were little or thought the perception was when we were little, like, oh, like every police officer is there to protect you. Every teacher knows everything. Every The government loves us. Yeah, every doctor (laughs) knows exactly what to do for your health. And these are just people. I'm not knocking them in any sense of the word. No, we thank them, especially doctors. Like it's like not every doctor knows. Like I just went to a new dentist and she's like, oh, you need Invisalign and you need – and it's like, okay, lady, like I maybe I do. But maybe I don't. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, I don't need to give you four grand for Invisalign. Like, I, I think I'm okay. Like, it's yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. where it's like. They're, right. Because some of it can be so salesy these days or yeah. just you don't realize how much is in the system. And like, this is what I know from working at a health system is that like there's sometimes there's benefits or they're pushed to uh, refer you to certain doctors. Mm-hmm. So just because oh, yes. your primary mm-hmm. says you need to go to this cardiologist, you don't have to. If you want to right. look into other systems, you want to look at other right. private practice cardiologists, you have the right as a patient to go and find a doctor that's going to better suit you. So just because you go well, to the, the cardiologist that they recommend and you're not happy with it, don't give up that fight. Go find somebody that suits you better. What's well, also – they make it so hard with the paperwork. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to stay within the same hospital system and see the cardiologist on the third floor instead of going down yeah. the street and trying to take the paperwork and bring it over here. And then you ask a follow-up question to your previous doctor. It's like, oh, well, you're not seeing our cardiologist? Like, I don't know. Like, it, it just – it becomes less about the patient yeah. and more about the ego at some point. And that's where it gets – 
see. Yeah. There's a lot of distrust in the health systems too. You know, a lot of, um, I don't want to say well, post COVID a uh, lot more. Yeah. But especially as uh, that's on more general terms, but also just in, um, a, a, a lot of like subsets, a lot of groups, um, you know, a, a lot of different races don't feel that their health is looked out for specifically. So they mm-hmm. don't want to go to a doctor or they don't feel safe at a doctor. And that's uh, well, I don't, and I don't know the stats, so I don't want to sound uninformed, but I know that the statistics for black yes. mothers are. Horrifying. So I have it right here in front of Horrifying. me. Horrifying. Okay. Cardiovascular and, and not, disease. Not necessarily mothers, but like pregnant black women. Yes. Cardiovascular yeah. disease is the number one killer of new moms, which is shocking, and accounts for over one third of maternal deaths with black women having some of the highest maternal mortality rates. And they're-, they're One third of maternal deaths is heart disease. Yeah. Yeah. And you, what did you say? Black women are what percent? Have some of the highest maternal mortality rates. And it's overall 10 to 20% of women will have health issues during pregnancy. So that's your high blood pressure, preeclampsia, mm-hmm. gestational diabetes during pregnancy. So you've probably heard or yourself have had of these. You know, these are not And that like, can range from like me having it two weeks before giving birth to someone having it the whole time. Yes. So if you specifically yeah. have had these, then you're at a greater risk of developing cardiovascular diseases Mm -hmm. later in life. So it's even more so a reason why you really need to be on top of your health. And then this is probably for, for, for later in life, even though are we middle-aged for those that are a little bit older, but going through menopause, it doesn't cause cardiovascular disease, but it's basically saying, okay, you've now passed the threshold of your life where any symptom is like really serious that you need to look out for, because as you approach menopause, it, it marks the midpoint in life when cardiovascular risk factors can accelerate. So I recently did a DNA test with my doctor. So did Eric. And I came back for glaucoma, like an increased, very big increased risk for glaucoma, insulin resistance, Alzheimer's, and susceptibility to coronary artery disease. Mm. So that is one of my big ones. And like, thank God, no one in my family has like had that or had a heart attack, but- um, you know, that stuff where like, as a 33 year old, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Alzheimer's heart disease. Like <laughs> I got a coronary artery disease. Yeah. I'm over here just smirking and laughing because like, I don't even need one of those tests. And I know that's going to happen to me because that's just no. like, it's like all over my, uh, it's all over my health chart. Like it's always the first thing that they do with the doctors or if I have to go to the hospital for something, they're always just attaching me to all the machines to check my heart because it's on both sides. My father died of a heart attack. My father's father died of a heart attack. My father's father's mother died of a heart attack. My mom and a few of her siblings have had a, a heart um like valve disease that she mm-hmm. needed heart surgery for it. Like it's just on every side of me. So, you know, I think maybe that's another reason why I, I feel strongly about this, but I mean, you cannot, yeah. you can't, you can't ignore these numbers. Right. Um, and everything that we're reading here, one of the most staggering stats that I read from all of this, and this is really upsetting. Women are often less likely to receive bystander CPR because rescuers often fear accusations of inappropriate touching, sexual assault, or injuring the victim. I believe it. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. That's really sad and really scary. It's super scary. The 
Have you ever been in a situation where you've seen someone go down and need to receive CPR? Never. Have you? Not someone personally to me, but I've been out. It actually happened to me probably just a few weeks after my dad passed. I was no, yep. Yeah, I'll never oh forget it. Mark um, had to do business in Boston, and I was just in a place where I'm like, I can't be left alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, he's yeah. like, why don't you just come with me? And I went with him for the trip. And while he was in a meeting, I was sitting outside. It's like a beautiful day, and I'm sitting outside at like a Starbucks or a coffee shop, and somebody mm-hmm. on the street corner went down. Oh and God. people like rushed around. Do them. you know right away, like it's a heart attack? Like right away, you were like, that's a heart attack. I think that's just like what your mind goes to, right? Of like, yeah. I mean, maybe is it an aneurysm or brain or something? Like, I don't know, right. but like that's but what it was. But someone did CPR right away? Yeah. And then all the ambulances came. And but like, I, I couldn't see the person's face. I could just see like their, I'll, you know, again, I'll never forget. It was like a jean. Like I could see their pants, like jeans. And I'm very yeah. sorry to anybody that's listening to this. And this is triggering too. Um, but it's, it's, it's scary. I think it's that kind of thing where like you hear stories and like, are they urban legends? Does that really happen? Do people really collapse in public? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's just like, it, it's sobering and it's unfortunate that it has to come to like those types of experiences, but to know that this is real and this is serious and your health is mm. something you need to be aware of. Um, also, but it's true that you do break the rib cage or like the chest cavity when you do CPR correctly. Is that, that's correct? I think so. Yeah. Like that's the thing that freaks me out. I did two separate classes after Jack was born because I just turned into this freak of nature and I did two separate CPR classes. I did like one group one and then I did one like private one. Cause I was like, I need to know how to do this. Yeah. And like, I feel like I don't remember anything. Yeah. And I feel like I don't think I would be able to do it, but I think in the moment adrenaline takes over and like your animal instinct I would be interested in knowing that I'm sure they've done one of those like man on the street type things of like if somebody Mm -hmm. like passed out right now what would you what would you do um but yeah I don't know again I hope we're not scaring you guys (laughs) I just we just want you to be informed um so so now that we know the facts behind it and uh you know some of the risk factors what are some things that you can do to really make sure that you stay healthy okay well we're gonna make sure that you do that number one on the list is listen to the mother up podcast I, I you know I don't make the rules but apparently that has known to really reduce stress and to foster a sense of community and belonging. And it just really does the body good. So um, that's right here on this website that I'm reading. Um, no, <laughs> number one is knowledge is prevention. Know your numbers. Make sure you're going to the doctor regularly and getting an update on your numbers and if there's anything that you need to keep an eye on. And like we just said, if there is, it's your choice what doctor you want to go to. Um, find out somebody that matches you know, you're what, what you're looking for. Number two, eat and snack healthy daily. Casey, yes. you're, you're a great healthy snacker. Um, I don't really snack. That's my thing. Like if I snack, I'll have chocolate, which I just found a new chocolate. I just sent it to my family last night that has low cadmium and low lead. And it's called mast. M-A-S-T chocolate. I got the milk chocolate and it's excellent. And I'm trying to find, like if I, if I snack otherwise, like I, I order from Seven Sons. I've said this before. So I'll eat like their beef jerky if I want to go have a snack or like I'll have fruit. I always have fruit in the house for Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like the rule of thumb 
that I've heard in the past. And obviously everyone's diet is different, but like if it had a life, it's good for you. Like fruits, vegetables, animals. And I know I might be triggering people with that, but like fruits and vegetables, obviously in moderation with fruits because yeah. so much sugar. Um, and it's really important to find like what you're compatible with, like yeah. what works for yeah. your body. I mean, anything um, high proteins, fruits and vegetables, like you said, high saturated fats, high sodium. The biggest thing is meal prep though. That's or what high, you and I talk sa- about all the time. High saturated fats and high sodiums are the things that you, that you want to avoid. Don't want. Yes. Um, but no, like if you meal prep, like, I don't know, cut up raw vegetables and some raw vegetables, like you're not supposed to have. So obviously you have to research that. Like I think broccoli, you're not supposed to have raw, which I actually love like a broccoli crudite. Mm, the crunch but, of it. Yeah. But I, I guess something you're not supposed to have it that raw. that I heard years ago that always stuck with me. Two things about snacking. One, if you're craving something, just go freaking eat it. Because what's going to end oh. up happening is that you're going to eat so many other things trying to get trying to, that, yeah. like that like to satisfy yourself yes and it's not gonna work so it's like if you really want chips go take three chips and just get it out of your system instead of trying to get like a million other things the other is that if if it is chips that you're craving go get something really crunchy like carrots or broccoli or whatever because that'll give you kind of like the same satisfying uh like movements of your mouth and the sounds and everything that you're trying to grasp with (laughs) with chips yeah and i I i'm bad with seeing things on tv like if i see somebody oh the the seafood diet seafood and you need it Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm like that with wine. Like I could never watch Game of Thrones without a glass of wine. <laughs> like I was like, there's too much wine in the show. I have to watch. I have to have a glass of wine. Um, up next is exercising 30 minutes each day. Um, this is good for so many reasons. We've talked about this before as far as your mental health. Maybe you're doing that right now. Maybe you have it in your earbuds and you're you're out for a walk and that's really good. I know it's hard as a mom to get that time in. I'm certainly guilty of it. Um, but just trying to get your body moving a little bit. Um, I actually sometimes I have, you know, sometimes if the kids are outside playing, I'm like on their my laptop and doing some work or Mark's out there with them or other times I'm like, okay, if you're out here in the driveway, I'm going to run laps in the driveway and consider that Whoa. like my run for the day. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that how I get, I get in this mentality. Like if I don't go to a workout class, it doesn't count. I'm not doing yes. anything. Like I'm all or nothing. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, if I just walk, like I'm not elevating my heart rate. So I might as well just like do the wash. No, instead. but you are. Yeah. You it, it is really, yeah. It's saying here, just 30 minutes a day of a brisk walk can keep your heart healthy. So there, we just busted that. You're, you're good. That's what your body needs. Um, Number four, knowing your heart attack warning signs and don't wait to call 911. So if you're experiencing shortness of breath, uncomfortable pressure, squeezing or pain in your chest like you've never felt before, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, lightheadedness, a cold sweat or flu-like feeling, extreme fatigue, and pain. So that's going to be in your arm, back, neck, or even your jaw. Those are all symptoms. And now let me say this. I have pain in my jaw. You have, you probably have all of these things at the current (laughs) moment, but like you're going to know when they're a little bit more intense. You're going to know when something feels off. You're going to know when you're just like your body is trying to say and talk to you and say something is up. Oh yeah. I want to be here. I'm ready to get life alert now just to be safe. (laughs) Like I'm good. Like let's go. Um, Number five, trim your waist to below 35 inches. So there is significant studies um, saying that carrying excess fat on parts of your body can be very dangerous. Uh, and taking care of your metabolic system is just as important uh, because it's associated with the comorbidities like sleep apnea that can really contribute to heart disease. So, Did these researchers have a baby? Did they have a baby? 
Because you have a baby researcher. That's not you- what this means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you leave my squishy midsection alone. <laughs> uh, number six is don't smoke. That's Duh. the biggest. We got to make sure don't smoke, don't vape, don't jewel, don't do any of that stuff. Or weed. There are lots of heavy metals in weed, if anyone cares. And heavy metals lead to a lot of diseases like Alzheimer's. So, uh, yep. And uh, this next one might hit you pretty hard, especially with the Game of Thrones conversation, but only one oh. alcohol bev- alcoholic beverage per day. That's true. Although it says alcohol that's also a weird- in moderation is very important to preserve your overall heart health. And throughout your lifetime. So it is. So spirits are different than wine. Yes. Because in my DNA test, it said spirits can lead to like also. No, it didn't say it like that. But it's like spirits aren't great. But it did say red wine will help with cardiovascular. The other thing um, that it said, I'm trying to remember. Um, there were all these different things. And I wrote them down. Oh, I wrote them down right here. I actually have my notepad that I had <laughs> when I had that. my doctor. Um, have you heard of the MTFR? Gene? No. That like everyone's talking about. It's like I'm I have a 65% like active one. Basically, um for Alzheimer's, my results came back saffron, walking, Tai Chi, coconut oil, MCT, green tea, turmeric, chocolate, coffee, carrot, and peaches are good for me for Alzheimer's. That was that crazy? such a random list of things. Such a random list of things. But then I was trying to remember there was another one. And you just what what did you just say? You said spirits, wine. We were talking about weed. I forget what else. Smoking. I, I'll, it'll smoking. I don't remember. Vaping. Now, now I can't. There was some there was some correlation, and now I can't remember where what my point was. You'll Sorry, think of it in about thirty eight seconds. I will. Or three days. Right. So anyway. Uh, you know, limiting the drinking, of course, knowing your individual risk factors. So that's talking about your family history. Get to know your family and ask them, you know, what what happened a couple generations ago that maybe I'm not aware of that could be something that a doctor really needs to know about my health. It's very important specifically for African-American and Hispanic women Mm -hmm. to know their specific individual risk factors and other risk factors due to possible comorbidities of metabolic syndrome because Hispanic Stroke women, I think, disease. are have an increased risk of diabetes in pregnancy. Yes. Um, but one of the things that my doctor did say is your DNA is only 15% of the puzzle. You can work towards – it's just like – and this sounds ter- – like I, I know someone who was like they ran every day, marathon runner, only ate organic, got cancer. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is – yeah, your I genetics a are a lot it, what happens. Yes. Yeah. But I think there are things you can do. I hope that – I want to think there are things you can do. I hope there are things you can do there certainly to are. break that mold. Yeah. Yeah. There certainly are. Um, And then don't ignore shortness of breath or swelling in your legs. Again, this is not necessarily a part – you know, when you're pregnant, I remember my, <laughs> my swelling and my shortness of breath when I was pregnant with Sienna was like out of control. Um, but this is important for women to be aware of congestive heart failure signs and symptoms, which can be sudden or progress over time slowly as we age. Um, so we need to make sure that we're keeping that in mind. And, and as a whole, they can range from mild to severe. But 
a, a heart failure specialist is what you would need to see that can help you manage those symptoms. I always, I think it was a misnomer. Like if I heard somebody was in heart failure, it was like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're, it's failing and they're going to die. And it's a, it's a, it's a heart attack, like it's happening in the next few days. And that's it's terminal. It, it yeah. is terminal, but that's not what it is. Like you can still very much imminent, I guess live. like imminently terminal. Yeah. But you can what, still very yeah, much yeah. live with heart failure as long as they're, they're managed. So that's a heart failure specialist. Um, and then the last one, very much geared towards our, our audience. If you are expecting a baby, get screened for gestational diabetes. I know it's mm-hmm. pretty much baked into OB care um, at yeah. this point, but if for some reason your OB is not suggesting that, make sure you push for that because that is huge um, and you want to make sure that you are looking out for that. And I'm going to say it, it's not that bad. The drink is oh, not that bad. I freaking loved the drink. I was so obsessed with sugar. I had the sugar. orange. Which one did you have? Mine was orange. Mine was the orange one. Yeah. I was so obsessed with sugar yeah. when I was pregnant with Sienna that I was like, that tastes delicious. I will have another. Thank you. You're like, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember they prefaced it and I and I know this does happen to women, but they prefaced it for me. Like I was so anxious. I was like sweating when I was drinking it. They were like, well, you're, you're probably going to vomit and you might shit your pants and you might. Th-, and I'm like, what? Well, I guess because for some <laughs> reason, for some women that probably does happen. You, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. But I was so a, scared. A shock to the system with the sugar. Yeah. And Eric had to go to the field. So I was like, okay, so like, do I wear a diaper right. and like bring a, like a doggy bag? <laughs> like, as I'm like driving 30 minutes to the OB. But yeah, you do what you got to do. So I don't know. But no, those are all definitely amazing things to keep in mind. And I know for people listening, they're thinking, add it to the list. Yeah. Another thing I have to research and, and implement into my life. And you just told me I needed a routine and now you're telling I me know, I have to do but this listen, my it's, heart. It's not, it's, but it's good. It's not like I need you to wake up every morning and sit there and say, do I have this symptom today? Do I have this? No. But the knowledge is power and yes. knowing about it and listening to this and just making a mental note and throwing it to the back of your mind and not, you know, I'm not expecting you to have to like think about this every single day, but then God forbid that happens then you're like, oh, wait a second. I just heard about this. This is something I shouldn't really just push to the side. By the way, I just said, God forbid. Is that like a, a, somebody told me the other day that that is a very like New York, Jersey, Philly thing to say. Is that true? Or do other people say that? I think other people say it. God forbid. God forbid. I, I mean, whatever. The, uh, the last thing, the cherry on top of that, that I will say is if you're thinking this is over the top and this is too many things to implement into your life and you can't even stand to call another doctor and get another appointment that they're going to say you can't come in for three months. You are the best mommy for your baby and your baby needs their mommy. Mm. So take care of you. Yes. Love it. You heard it here first. Casey McDonald told you. Casey McDonald Hosma. Excuse me. Yes. Um, hmm, I have three names now. A few minutes of President's Day and why your children were home this week. Do you remember back in the day, didn't we used to have Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday on the calendar? Yes. And now it's kind of just been morphed into President's Day? Yes. So that is the case. Apparently, it's it's not like it never was passed to actually be called President's Day, but like state by state, they're they're doing it this way. So it was originally for George Washington's birthday. And then- okay. Lincoln's birthday was like a few days later and they were like, can't we just loop it together? The problem is people still really only remember it as Washington's birthday and Lincoln's kind of getting pushed to the side. But now it's becoming this whole thing to like 
just remember the presidents and remember our constitution and the founding and its values. And if that is the case, I find it very interesting that- That's not what it is. No one can even say what the constitution says. Mm -hmm. It's because people want to go skiing. I know. It's because the fancy people want to go skiing. (laughs) They need a travel day. Yeah. I wish I was fancy and skied. I'm not. But that's what it's for. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, can we just – I don't want to pretend it's something that it's not. Like, if that really is the case, then shouldn't it be celebrated a little bit more like July 4th? Like, shouldn't it be something that we are really using to, like, like look back at the values of our country and, and, and not be like a retail sale day or a three-day weekend to just travel and for car dealerships to have a ton of balloons out front to say that they're offering great deals. Like it's so crazy how that ends up happening. And like we talked about in September, how Labor Day isn't necessarily about the like the founding of our nation and the country and and the values, but that's what it's become. It's almost like they they're being misappropriated in the wrong way. But um, what was the there was something interesting that I that I did want to pull out. Oh, apparently back in the day, somebody made a push for the national federal holiday to fall on the day of the inauguration instead of President's Day and that it would be a day for really like that children could attend the inauguration. There could be inauguration parties. There could be like just so every four years you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, I can see that. Which I think would make sense. I also think that voting day, election day should be a, a federal holiday because I mean, people, okay, we, t- we take the kids out of school but then they stay home. So then now the parent has to figure out childcare and go to work and get time to go vote. Voting, voting day should 100% stand in like two hour lines holiday. in most places. Yeah. But you should have to prove that you voted. There, you should have you should get a ticket when you leave or something so you yeah. can prove to your employer that you voted. Yeah. No, because you can't just take, you don't just get the day off. If you go and you vote and you stand in line, then you get the day sure. off. Sure. If you just want a day off, you don't get the day right. off. Right. Sorry, tough toenails. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, though, and I might be getting this incorrect, but the early colonial Americans Your best were friends. taxed yes. 1 to 1.5%. That was their tax. And they had tax on like sugar and coffee and wine. Mm-hmm. They started a war Over because 1. of <laughs> single digit tax. How much are we paying now? Mm-hmm. Fair. Hello? Yep. So. Maybe that's why people are like, whatever, President's Day. Yeah. I mean, people are certainly. <laughs> I mean, listen, I get it. But I'm just saying wars were started for far less. Yeah. Because of taxes. Yeah. And it is insane. Um, I also don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but Washington never actually chopped down that cherry tree. Did he have wooden teeth? No. <laughs> Do you know? I'm going to blow your mind, though. Do you know what his teeth were made of? Weren't they like human and like horse teeth or something? Hippopotamus teeth. Really? Bet you didn't have that on your bingo card this year. I didn't, but (laughs) aren't hippopotamus teeth like rather large? I mean, one would think, yeah. So maybe you could make multiple human teeth out of one hippopotamus tooth. Wow. (laughs) Good luck getting that close to a hippopotamus. When we get nominated for an award for this podcast, this is the clip that they're going to show. This is the one. This is the meat and potatoes. This is what What we talk about here. What were George Washington's teeth made out of? (laughs) Do you have any other fun facts about presidents? Are you one of the girls that could name all the presidents in order? Absolutely not. Do you know what it gives me the most anxiety? 
Not that I would ever drink and drive, but the fact that you have to recite the alphabet backwards. It Do you or is that a myth? Is that an urban legend? I've heard it. I feel like I've heard it a lot. And people can do it. And I don't understand how they can do it. I think it's... Can you do no. it? Z-Y-X-W-U-V-U-T-S-R... Only because I'm visual can I like see some of it. P L N M O K J like what no, no one can do that. I But some people can name every single president. You know what they should do? They should take the presidents out of their memory and they should add in the heart risk factors that they yeah. need to know. They need to put it right yes. back there. That's more important. I think that's I think that is really smart. <laughs> and on that note, We're not saying that you shouldn't know American history because you should know American history. However, I think for today, (laughs) you don't need to worry about George Washington's teeth. Rather, your heart health risks are more important. (laughs) Yes. All right. For another riveting episode of Mother Up, we love you. Get your heart checked. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Mother Up. We have new episodes every Monday. In the meantime, follow us on social by searching at Mother Up Pod. Got a topic you want us to cover? A story you want us to share? Give us a shout on our website, www.motheruppod.com. Production support for today's episode provided by Katie Anderson, also a mom of HomeAway Studios. I'm Gianna Demedio Simon. And I'm Casey McDonald Hosmer. Have a great week, and remember whenever you're feeling down, Mother Up. <laughs>